Hello, my chaotic listeners. This is your host, Bailey Cook, and you're listening to Clinically Chaotic, the podcast. Hi, guys. I know I didn't post last week. I'm so sorry. I'm sure y'all missed me. I apologize, though. Spotify was down globally, and because I post through Anchor, which is by Spotify, it wouldn't have posted either way. But I am back this week with a really interesting episode. But first, a quick life update. You guys are going to be very, very proud of me. I finally read a nonfiction book. Okay, it's more of a book of essays, but it's not romance or science fiction, so it counts. The book is called 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna West, and it really did alter my perspective on so many different things. This book is a mix of essays, and they vary in topics, but they're all super interesting, and I know the word essay makes it sound scary, but there's like two, it's, the essays are really short. It's like two to five pages, and they get right to the point. It's super interesting. It's not like the boring school essays that we always read, but Highly recommend the book. I bought it off Amazon, and she also just came out with another book called When You're Ready, This Is How You Heal. I haven't read it yet, but I have it, and I'm really excited to read it considering how good the first one or the first book that I read by her was. Um, It's officially spring, which I think is insane to think about, and we're literally halfway through the month, and it feels like it just started. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the time change definitely has been really messing with me. I My sleep schedule, I'm on spring break and my sleep schedule, I have completely destroyed it. Like I've been staying up way too late either reading or watching anime and I, oh my gosh, I need to start taking melatonin again consistently and going to bed at the same time every night because I have absolutely ruined it. Um, let's see what else. My parents are at the condo and they're staying there for a few weeks so I'm stuck here all alone kidding, but I definitely miss my dad. Um, Like I said, it's spring break, so Lauren's in town, and we went to the Broadway show of Mean Girls at the Orpheum, and honestly, we were really disappointed. Like, it was so mid. Regina was pitchy. She had no diction, and it was really sad because she was a large part of the show, and she wasn't even blonde, and don't get me wrong. I'm all for diversity, and I don't think characters have to be the exact way that they are in the original... um, script or whatever a musical is based off of I'm not saying that at all but I it just I think it should have been casted differently she just don't get me wrong she was good but she wasn't as good as I've seen from clips of previous Reginas who have played it or played that part in um, the Broadway show but I mean it was nice to say yeah I've seen Broadway the Broadway Mean Girls show, but I don't know if I would see it again with that cast. If it was a different cast, probably I would, but I wouldn't go out of my way to pay for tickets and stuff. Um, like I said, Lauren's in town, and we have Billie Eilish tomorrow, and I am so excited for that. Um, I have a really cute outfit that I'm excited to wear, and if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you'll see tons of pictures, and I promise not to be that person who posts on their social media the entire concert, but I'll probably, I'm really excited for, I don't know, I'm just so excited. Her show is going to be amazing. Very, very, very happy and fortunate enough that I am able to go to that Um, because Lauren and I bought the tickets when, right before COVID, and then she canceled the tour like twice, I think, and so we haven't been able to go, and now she's finally coming to Omaha, and we're really excited. We've been anticipating it for a really long time. So 
very, very happy to go to that. Um, I went out to lunch with my grandma and she got me sloth socks and they say draw it like a sloth and they're adorable and I'm wearing them right now. Um, oh, I had gluten-free pancakes for the first time in like three years at a restaurant called Good Evans. And if you live in Omaha, I highly recommend going. The place is absolutely adorable. Um, the prices are reasonable. The food was amazing. Lauren got a like breakfast sandwich and she said it was like one of the best sandwiches she's ever had. And their hash browns were actually really good. They had like some seasoning on them. I don't know what it had, but it was really good flavor and they were crunchy, crunchy and crispy. And then we went shopping after and I got some new clothes and which was fun. I told myself I'm not going to shop anymore, but I have a shopping addiction. I'm aware of this. I just need to, I don't know. I know I have, I know I have a problem, but the first step is being aware of the problem, right? Other than that, nothing is new. I've just been busy with school and that's about it. So let's jump into today's episode. For today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how social media has created stigmas, stereotypes, how it's affecting the younger generations, and just how overall detrimental it is to mental health. The first example that I'm going to be using for this is that girl or the quote-unquote it girl. The stigma around this is that you have to be active and eating right and be successful financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. All of these standards are pushed into a box of what you need to do to fit into this category. That is not the definition in my opinion. In my opinion, being the quote-unquote it girl is whatever the best version of yourself is. Maybe that's being on top of your work or getting grades or maybe just keeping your room tidy or even just showering on a daily basis. Being an it girl or that girl seems to have formed the stigma that to be one of those girls, you have to work out and wear athleisure and wake up at dawn and only drink green juice and eat avocado toast and go out with friends and party and then drink wine and have a girl's night and then go to bed at eight o'clock. No. Well, maybe. Maybe that's what your definition of being an it girl is. But what I'm saying is this. Social media creates standards and stigmas that we as young, impressionable boys and girls are so caught up in doing and following. It's why teenagers now are so advanced. I mean, when I was in elementary and middle school, I was wearing Justice in pink, and my leggings were probably see-through when I bent over, and my hair was in a side ponytail. I didn't have makeup that matched my skin tone. I I wore thick purple eyeliner. I don't know what my stepmom was thinking letting me wear that, but it was not cute. I thought it was so cool, though, and I, I had poorly covered acne. I'm, what I'm trying to say is I had the awkward teenage girl face. Younger kids now don't look like that. They're trying to grow up so fast and it's because that's all that they see. I didn't have a phone. I had a flip phone up until middle school of, I think I got my first iPhone in eighth grade. And the second that I got it, I downloaded social media right away because I wanted to be like the other kids. I wanted to fit in. And I mean, now every kid is a sticky iPad kid and they have TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all these other social media platforms. And they see all these older teenagers and young adults dressing and acting and doing certain things and they're copying what they see, which is understandable. They're young, they're impressionable. They're trying to do what they see the adults doing, which is normal. And it makes it so easy to brainwash the younger kids 
because they confide in adults and they and to people that they trust and they see these adults and parental figures and siblings doing certain things and they want to copy them. I mean, I was the kid. I wanted to be like my older sister and my cousins and I would copy them and do my hair and makeup like them and dress like them and borrow their clothes, steal their clothes. <laughs> and we all had that awkward phase. But now these kids, they don't have that because, I mean, we didn't have access to see like social media and see what our like peers were doing. We just had to see in real life what they were doing and that's what we did. That's what we copied. But now these kids, they are seeing everything on social media and that's what they are learning to follow and copy and dress and act like. I mean, the only people that we saw were the kids that we went to school with and maybe depending on your situation, older siblings or cousins and that's what we learned to be cool from or what you wanted to be like. But all these kids see is what's on social media and all of social media is fake. And while they truly are the most impressionable ones, us as young adults and teenagers, we're still at fault of that. We still fall for the stigmas and stereotypes that we see. I mean, that's literally what this whole it girl thing is. That's you. It's just it's a huge, a huge stigma that has been created for no reason. And it's because all of social media is literally just stigmas and stereotypes. And it's all these things of what you have to be and what you have to do and what you have to do to meet those expectations that aren't even real. All of it's fake. Literally, none of these people are probably doing this in real life. They just record the content and then they move on. They're probably not even actually doing this. I mean, some of them probably are, but it's these kids, they see what they see and it's so because they're so impressionable it's so damaging and I mean like I said we are still all at fault of this I know I am I mean it's maybe not all of us but I would say majority I'm not saying I'm above all of this because I'm definitely not I'm still very impressionable myself when I see girls on TikTok or Instagram raving about certain products or brands or items of clothing I am always very quick to want to copy that or try what they're showing. And maybe that makes me the type of person who wants to fit in and go with the trends. And there's nothing wrong with that to an extent. I think there comes a point where the lines blur of what you're copying and when you're copying every single trend or you're trying to do what you think is cute and what you believe in. I would say I have a mix. Let's take fashion, for example, because I don't really wear makeup and I'm not a sneaker junkie or anything like that. When it comes to clothes, I would say I have a very adverse style. I have my basic athleisure clothes like Athleta, Lulu, Nike, etc. And then I have my basic teenage girl clothes like Brandy, American Eagle, PacSun. And then I also have my Mod Podge clothes that I thrift. Um, I mean, there's so many different brands for that. I mean, I wear anything from little boys t-shirts because I'm so tiny and I can fit into large little boys t-shirts which is kind of embarrassing but also kind of a perk sometimes depending on how cute the article of clothing is and extra extra large men's jumpers sorry guys I am definitely taking those from you because oversized is my favorite thing ever anyway I have a whole mix of fashion and I don't think that I have a specific fashion style because I see trends and I incorporate it to fit my style and my look 
Yes, some looks I might copy exactly what I see, but most of the time I mix it in so that it's my style, but it's also following the trend. Sorry, I keep stuttering today. But this is where the whole social media is completely fake comes in because you see all these people on social media wearing these really cute outfits or copying certain looks and it makes you wonder, oh, like, Sometimes I definitely wonder, I'm like, oh my gosh, how does this person have so much money to buy all of these really expensive brands? And then other times I'm like, oh, like maybe they got it secondhand or something like that. And it it makes you kind of question what's real and what's fake. But like we all know, everybody puts on their best front. And so this is making the younger kids who are in middle school and even elementary school who have access to social media think that they have to look exactly like the popular social media stars. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think Addison Rae, Liza Kashi, um, Madison Beer, um, Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio. Those are the main ones that are coming to my head of like TikTok and like famous people. Um, Emma Chamberlain. Yeah, you, you get the gist. I'm mainly using examples of girls because I am not a male. I don't know firsthand how guys feel about this stuff and what their points of views are. So I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but I will speak from my behalf. Um, I think that because they see all of these older people and they want to copy what they see, kids are wearing crop tops and booty shorts and dancing all over social media. And it's like, it makes me wonder, it's like, where are your parents? You look five. And it just blows my mind sometimes how much social media and technology has really affected the generations. I mean, I was talking with Sarah, my therapist, and she was telling me how detrimental it is for younger generations, mental health, because it ensures low self-esteem and self-deprecating thoughts and body dysmorphia and so many other issues. And like I just said, I'm mainly talking about female aspects because like I said, I'm not a male. I'm hoping to have um, a male on my podcast when I start introducing guests. That's probably going to be a bit, but when I do, I definitely want to discuss this topic with them and see how they've been affected. Anyway, like I said in a previous episode, I do have an eating disorder and social media can be so hurtful to my recovery process sometimes because I see all these super skinny girls and I start going back to old thinking habits and I start to compare myself and I go down the spiral of comparison and self-deprecation and negative thoughts just completely overwhelm me. And I know everyone is probably thinking, why don't you just delete social media if it's so hurtful to you then? The thing is, it can be hurtful. It can be. But I have grown so much as a person and mentally I've grown so much that I'm not as triggered anymore when I see videos like that and I have a positive reaction instead. And like I've always said, social media, it's both sides of the coin. There are negatives, there are positives, but over the past year or so, I've grown to realize I don't want to follow all of the um, influencers who are all fake. I I follow people on social media who make me feel good and who inspire me. I stop following people because they're pretty or because they have a lot of followers or stuff like that. I just, I really have started to focus on 
the people that I follow, like the younger generations, the people that I follow do have an influence on me. And so when I see these people doing certain things, I am very quick, like I keep saying, I am very quick to copy what they're doing. It's just like being a little kid. I mean, we all see people doing things on TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or any single social media post or platform, and we want to do that. I mean, take trends, for example. You see people doing this, and then suddenly you're doing that. Like, Social media is completely conformed around trends and who can be the most popular and who can be the most perfect and who can get the most likes and comments and retweets and shares and all of these things. And it's just, it's created this huge stigma around every single thing. And like I said, it can have such a positive or a negative effect. And it just depends on what you're going to let it do to yourself. I, like I said, I have learned what I want it to allow, how much I'm going to allow it to control me and how much I'm not going to. I don't compare myself as much. Instead, I focus on the fact that, like I said in previous episodes, there are different types of beautiful and there is not one set definition of perfect. And I also remind myself how fake social media is. Like I said, everyone puts up their best front. I know I am. I definitely do. I'm a contributor to this. I mean, aren't we all? We see all these TikToks and tweets and we repost them and we share them and it just spurs on the cycle and it's never ending. I mean, I really don't think social media is healthy and I know that's probably weird to hear, but I don't think it's healthy unless you really sit back, think about it and realize, okay, am I following people because they inspire me or am I following people because they're pretty or they're attractive or they have a lot of followers and like everyone's watching them so I'm going to watch them. I, it took me a very long time to differentiate that and now like I said I follow people who inspire me rather than, I don't know, I just, you really, the there is a fine, fine line between when social media becomes toxic and when social media can be beneficial. And I I mean, I still struggle. It's definitely, I mean, Emma Chamberlain, for example, she's not doing YouTube and she is very, very open about her mental health, which she has always been somebody who I take inspiration from. And I very much like following her and I love all of her content because it's so raw and genuine and honest. And her podcast literally was a big contributor to me starting a podcast of my own. And I just, I really think that, yes, social media can be hurtful if I let it. And I've gotten so much better at not being triggered when I see certain content. And I mean, it's so, you just, you have to remind yourself, social media is so fake and everyone puts up their best front and they just, they want everyone to see the best part of themselves. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I do it. I I only post the good stuff on social media. I mean, it's definitely created like body dysmorphia though and all of these other things. And I mean, like I said, when I talked with Sarah, she was telling me how these younger generations are affected. And I mean, it does ensure low self-esteem because As a little girl, I mean, I was so caught up in, and I I still am sometimes, 
I see all these really, really pretty girls on social media and I'm like, oh, I don't look like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm not that thin or I don't have as big of boobs or I don't have that clear skin or my eyes aren't that pretty. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's so easy to get caught up into that mindset of comparing yourself and the self-deprecating thoughts start and then the body dysmorphia. And it it really does ensure low self-esteem. And so that's why like with these younger generations, it's so scary because they're going to see all these people on TikTok and they're not going to look like that because it's it's not realistic. Not everybody is going to have blonde hair, blue eyes, perfect skin, a great body or black hair, green eyes, perfect skin, perfect body. It's not realistic. We are human beings. We're not meant to be perfect. And like I said in previous episode, there is not a set definition of being perfect. Gosh, I can really rant about this topic all day long. <laughs> Social media is also so addicting. It's meant to be addicting. It's literally created so that these creators make it so that you want to use the app more and more and more and you want to see all these this content. And I mean, God, the people, the creators of these apps are making millions upon millions because it's so successful because they know the target audience is going to be addicted to it. They're going to be addicted to it. And I mean, you cannot convince me otherwise that social media is an addict, like that it's not an addiction because it is. These creators, like I said, they know how toxic social media is and how addictive it can be and they make so much money off of it. It's literally created to be addicting. And I mean, like I keep saying, social media is fake. None of it's real. Even this podcast, you guys don't hear the parts where I stutter. I mean, I leave in some clips, but you don't hear the major parts where I stutter and where I stumble over my words and you don't hear the parts where I mess up. I retake clips multiple times. I sit here for hours upon hours redoing clips and redoing segments because I want to make sure I'm putting on the best version of myself and the best content I can to make it successful and so that people are interested. And I want to make sure that I'm making content that people want to listen to. And it's it's overwhelming sometimes because sometimes I don't have that good of ideas and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be successful. And then it's not. And then it can fall back into the trap of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And I mean, if I was doing a video podcast, I would do my hair and cover my acne and I put on a nice outfit instead of the sweatpants that I have on. We're, we're sitting here or wherever you're doing or however you're listening to this, we're sitting here having a conversation, but you're just hearing my conversation and my voice through a speaker and it's not reality. I mean, the fact that people listen to me and listen to my voice and listen to what I have to say in my opinions is still so weird to me and I still cannot wrap my head around it. I mean, while I'm trying to be the most honest, genuine, raw person that I can, it isn't entirely real, like I said, because you're not seeing the parts where I stutter and you're not seeing the parts where I get really frustrated and then curse. And you're not seeing the parts where I completely forget what I say. And then I'm talking circles and I'm just rambling on and on and on and it makes zero sense of what I'm talking about. Social media is inevitably a calculated, calculated, calculated. I'm not cutting that out. See, there you go. There's some raw genuineness. Social media is inevitably a calculated performance and an inauthentic experience. I don't think you can ever change my mind about that because, I mean, I'm not saying all of my content is fake, but it's the concept of 
It doesn't matter how raw and genuine I am. It's still not reality. You don't know all of my mannerisms. You don't know my favorite foods. You don't know my favorite things. You don't know what I'm doing after this, what I did before this. You don't know anything about me except what I present myself with and what I give to you guys to listen to and what I put forth on social media. And like I said, we all put our best and most likable selves online to feel some sort of validation and self-satisfaction and to feel like we're trying to fit in because we're still those little kids. We are still those people who want to fit in. We want to meet the goals, meet the expectations. And I'm not saying this is everyone, but I am saying it's majority. I fall under majority. I am still that person who wants to fit in and I want to, I want to be successful. I want to have an audience who likes my content. On platforms, you are expected to put your best self on there. You don't see the acne or messy hair or tummy rolls or stretch marks or any of those things. I mean, for some content, yes, but I'm talking overall, on average, you do not see those things. The whole point that I'm making and the fact that I'm using the quote-unquote it girl or that girl, for example, is the types of stigmas and stereotypes that are created, it's so damaging to mental health because it isn't true. Like I keep saying, and like I've said several times throughout this episode, these little kids and these younger generations, they see all these people on social media wearing and dressing a certain way and acting a certain way and doing certain things and actions, and they want to copy it because they think that's what's cool and they think that's what's okay. And we still, as young adults who are becoming true adults, we see these things and we're still so quick to want to follow it. And I mean, social media can be so detrimental to our mental health, like I've said several times throughout this episode, but you don't have to let it get to that point. You don't have to do certain things and check off certain points on a list to be shoved into this box of a definition of what social media creates this definition to be. So when I talk about like that girl or it girl, you don't have to wake up at the break of dawn. You don't have to drink matcha and you don't have to drink green juice or do certain things or wear certain clothes. And this goes for every single other stereotype that there is out there. You don't have to do these certain things and these certain actions to be considered perfect. It is a complete trap. None of it is true. You can be yourself and that is still just as worthy and as valid as if you were acting like everybody else. Different is good and I think social media has just really 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 damaged that to be true I mean no nobody really everybody wants to fit in everyone wants to do the same thing and so when people are different everyone's immediately labeled like oh that's weird you're odd why are you doing that that's not cool and so I think that's that is the reaction I have always been scared of because like I said Um, in previous episodes, I was the girl who wanted to fit in. I wanted to be with the popular group. I did everything I could to try and fit in with these girls and it just was never enough. And you can change over and over and over and more and more and more, but it's not going to change unless you finally accept that you are worthy just how you are. And once you start accepting who you are, and that you don't have to fit into a certain category or a certain stereotype to be valid, 
that's when the true change happens. And no change is going to happen until you accept that. And I mean, you don't, it's just people being different. Like I said, like starting this podcast, I was so afraid because I've always wanted to be like those girls. And I was genuinely scared of the reactions I was going to get and the backlash. So far, there hasn't been any negative things. Thankfully, I have very, very, very supportive friends and family who listen and they are super proud of me and very supportive, like I said. And so I'm very lucky in that aspect. But I was so scared of, oh, are people going to say negative things? Are they going to give me criticism that I wasn't ready for? But I had to realize it's completely fake. Everyone's going to have opinions. Social media is fake. Even this podcast. Yes, I'm very raw and genuine, but like I keep saying, you don't see the parts where I stutter and mess up. And I think that goes for every single platform there is. Podcast, music, social media. There, There is no... Finding people who are raw and genuine is so hard nowadays because everyone puts up their best front and it's stemmed from social media. But now it's like, oh, like even on dating apps, you don't see, they put the best pictures of themselves on there. And then you flirt with this person, you talk with this person, they're giving you their best version of themselves. You don't see the ugly things. You don't see their mommy and daddy issues. You don't see all of their mental struggles. You don't, you don't see the bad stuff in people anymore, which I'm not saying you have to air your dirty laundry. That's not what I'm saying. But finding raw, genuine people, like I said, is very, very rare because it's just, it's not normal anymore. I mean, everyone just puts up this front and that goes for real life and social media at this point. I feel like I'm talking circles But I hope you get what I'm trying to say is that, like I said, the whole point I'm making is social media creates stigmas and stereotypes and it's so damaging to our mental health because it isn't true, but you don't have to fall into that category and you don't have to act a certain way to be valid. I know that this episode was very short compared to most of my episodes, but I think I made all of the points that I wanted to make. And I also ranted a lot of this episode and talked very quickly. So what I'm going to leave it at is if you are the type of person who is introspective, take a step back, look at how social media affects you and look at what you put on social media and who you follow on social media and kind of just analyze how social media plays a role in your life. I mean, maybe take a detox from social media, have a little break. If it's really affecting you, maybe put your phone up at a certain time. Limit how much time you spend on social media. And there's so many other things that you could do to kind of just cut back your time if you feel the need to do that. But also kind of just realize that It's okay if you are fake on social media. Everybody is. I'm not saying the the point of this episode is not to say, oh, you have to be like raw and genuine and you have to completely show every single detail of yourself and spill all of your trauma and your lifelong story. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just kind of bringing and shedding light upon the situation that we're all in and that we all face 
and kind of just making it aware and kind of just trying to make people aware of how you don't have to fit into a certain box. You don't have to check off every single thing on the list to be considered the quote-unquote that girl or to be pretty or to be beautiful or to be perfect because like I keep saying there's no definition of perfect but you don't have to be like everybody else. Social media like I said has ruined the definition of different. Being different is considered bad now which I don't think is true. So kind of just take a step back, analyze how social media affects your life and how it affects you, if it affects you, but I think it has an effect on everybody and I think everybody is addicted to it. Um, that's all I really have for today. I honestly, I think this is one of my favorite episodes because I got so deep and it was kind of the first episode where I just ranted away. Um, I hope it made sense because I, <laughs> I kind of just blacked out and ranted away, but I hope it made sense. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you take something away from it, but that is a wrap for this episode. Stay tuned for um, weekly episodes on Tuesdays. Um, for updates on the podcast, you can follow my Instagram, Clinically Chaotic the Podcast, or my main account, Bay underscore Cook, B-A-Y underscore K-O-C-H. I will listen or I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Have a great week. Have a happy St. Patrick's Day. If you're listening to this at a different time, just have a good week. All right. Bye, y'all.